Welcome back to episode 32 of the Bravo Zulu podcast. Intro to James. So my recent host, uh, co-host that I've been having on with the talking comment segment, James, uh, he's an old friend, old mentor of mine, and people are asking about who he was, why he was on the show, what he was to me. And so we're going to dive into that over the next couple of episodes, talking about his early Navy career, what led him to joining uh, some of his early career shenanigans, and uh, what took place during that old school Navy that so many sailors uh, hear about today but have no idea about. And then in upcoming episodes, we're going to touch on some of the uh, some of his career progression and why he retired as a first class and what led him to his career path post Navy. It's a uh, pretty interesting what he's uh, the profession he's in now. Don't forget to like subscribe and, uh, you know, put on notifications. If you're listening to on to iTunes, uh, then please leave a five star review if you feel it's worthy and a, uh, a good little review on there. And we'd uh, greatly appreciate that. So, again, enjoy the episode. And welcome back to the Bravo Zulu podcast. In the Zoom studio again with James, except today we're mixing it up. Ooh, and I think I just heard a kid in my background. <laughs> yep. Hey, look, this shit is live, people, okay? The hustle is real. All right, I got kids trying to sleep while I'm trying to podcast. So we might have a couple commercial breaks in this. James, what's up? Welcome back to the pod. What's going on, man? Appreciate you having me back. Yeah, for sure. And, uh, you know, we apologize in advance, people. We're trying some new audio things on James' side. He's trying to level up. So, uh, you know, if, if there's any kind of errant, if, if we sound like a, we're making a, a debut album with uh, T-Pain, you know, don't forget to like, subscribe, and share. Okay, that's all I'm going to say about that. <laughs> all right, spread the love. Um, actually, we, you know, you old enough, we'd be going back to uh, uh, Zapp and Roger, wouldn't we? <laughs> Break out that vocoder. That's what's up. There you go. Anyway, so today we're not doing a uh, comic show with James. I had a few people asking me, like, yo, who's this James guy? Like, where'd he come from? Like, because you did just kind of hop onto the pod with me. And, uh, you know, you've been a regular a regular appearance talking comics at that little segment. And, um, but we didn't really introduce you as far as who you really are besides, like, you know, a comic nerd and, and liking all that. So, uh, you know, you are an old mentor of mine from way back. Siganella days, my first duty station. Right. And, yeah, uh, yeah. you know, won't you tell us a little bit about yourself? Oh, wow. Well, you know, everybody thinks that's an easy question, but when you finally get asked, uh, you know, you gotta figure out how to compress the whole lifetime into an introduction or so. Uh, I guess we'll start with the obvious. So, uh, you know, I was born and raised in Los Angeles, California, and uh, yeah, kind of was a baby in the seventies, kid in the eighties, a teen in the nineties, and in my twenties in the in the early aughts. So, saw a lot of stuff happen. Been through a lot of places, and uh, you know. I've had a few experiences along the way and, uh, you know, 
looked like came through on the, the all that stuff and made it here to the other side. So it's kind of in a nutshell. Yeah, uh, L.A. You know, I'm not the biggest fan. You know, <laughs> that I'm just putting it out there. If you know, if you know me, you know, you know, there's a, a love hate relationship with California, Arizona. You know, what up? But uh. <laughs> You know, it, it, it's, uh, I remember when I, so we, we, again, we met in Signella, right? That was what, your second duty station there? Yeah. Yeah. So, so it, it's a, it's an interesting thing that like is in the military, but you know, us speaking from the Navy side of it, that second class coming off their sea tour, going to shore duty, <laughs> right? That's a, it's a, such an interesting thing because it's, you know, the second class generally, you know, so, Somewhere in their twenties, right? Depending on how how late they came into the Navy, somewhere yeah. in their twenties, fresh off of a hell tour. It doesn't matter really where you at, right? You could be like, "Oh, that was the greatest command. We we're so good," and this and that, whatever, whatever. Sea duty, right? You was on a ship. It was mostly speaking yeah. about ships, squadron ship, whatever. Yeah. But uh, surface guy, yeah. yeah, surface guy, right? So I was, I was, I was actually an, an SK. Anybody knows what that was back in the day. Yep, so. yep, yeah. Again, same with me before we converted to LS and all that. So yeah, you know, you coming off that tour, and this is across across the the, the fleet, right? You you're tired, right? You you had a good time <laughs> usually on that sea tour. You know, you hit some ports and do the sailor thing and have a good time. But man, you can't. Like, all you ever hear about is when you're on that boat is, oh, just get to shore duty and wait. You know? <laughs> right? So when, when yeah, you got to that yeah. shore duty in Sigonella, you know, was it that shore duty that you, that you dreamt of and that you hoped of? And, and Sigonella was a good tour. It was fun. Right? But was it all the well, hype that, you know, maybe some of the old heads on the, on the boat had told you about? Well, before I get to that, let me talk about my first tour yeah. a little bit. So, I actually came in a little bit later than the average person. I actually was 21 when I came in. I kind of uh, failed at college, we'll say. And uh, <laughs> you, know, you, you, you kind of find out that in college, uh, teachers don't call mommy and daddy when you don't show up. So, <laughs> yeah, that was, kind of a, that was kind of a thing. And uh, I went to school probably like 30 minutes away from home. And uh, a lot of my boys kind of went to schools that were – like similarly close. And then there was a junior college that was close to us too. So basically within probably like a 45 minute radius of our high school, like my whole crew was kind of there. Right. So, you know, we all had cars and whatever, whatever. So yeah, it was kind of like the 13th grade. So yeah, we, uh, <laughs> we kind of did that. So would you say so, just more, more fucking around? Than more going to school. Yeah, well, I, yeah. I so can't even tell you how many times I went to class. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, we can back it up to that. You know what? And it's always an interesting question to me, right? What led you to be like, oh, shit, I'm gonna go ahead and join the Navy uh, of all things, right? One, you could say join the military at all, but you know what was the driving factor to choosing the the Navy branch? <laughs> well. Uh, once I kind of <laughs> dropped out of school, uh, kind of just fucked around for a little bit, and then I went to JUCO or junior college. Finished there with my, excuse me, with my AA, and uh, got out of school and, and kind of looked around and said, "Well, do I finish school now, or 
get a job or kind of wasn't really sure on what I was going to do. Right. So then I kind of looked at some other options and then, you know, talking to my parents and family members, actually, uh, it was suggested to me to try to look into law enforcement, strangely enough. So my dad, he, uh, actually was a Vietnam veteran and was in the Navy. My uncle was a really? force veteran. Yeah. I, all the years I've known you, I've never heard that. Yeah. That's what actually took him out of Mississippi first because he okay. was born and raised in Mississippi. Okay. So he, uh, he actually grew up there pre civil rights. So I'm sure you can imagine the interesting yeah. stories he had. Yeah. Up. So that's what brought him out. Then he ended up in San Diego and then from San Diego, he, you know, migrated up to LA. So, and then came little me. So, uh, then his a lot of his brothers and sisters followed him up to California. So, did he retire, or he just kind of did his did some time and he, he did he did one tour and he was like, I'm done with this shit. Yeah, yeah, I uh, I can understand again during that time of service, shit was a lot different. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, I, I'm not gonna say it, it was still a great opportunity, right? It, it could yeah. still you know accelerate your life. But that doesn't mean that the the outside social economic stuff and societal things were not still happening in the Navy. We need to remember, like for for a lot of, I don't know if a lot of lizards go watch Men of Honor, right? If you want to put in Hollywood perspective and fucking something motherfuckers relate to nowadays, uh, there's a whole lot of cookies going on, you know. <laughs> yeah, it was uh, not the kinder, gentler, softer Navy that we know. No, it was uh, a lot. A lot different, we'll say. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, so, so I could. Know, he got, he got uh, tired of that, and then you know, from San Diego, went on up to L.A. and got into the law enforcement. And he actually started with the uh, L.A. County Sheriff's, but that, that didn't quite work out for him. So he ended up with the Compton Police Department. Wow. So you know, before Compton, you know, became quote unquote Compton, kind of like straight out of Compton the movie. Um, and we're going super back. So, you know, Compton made a shift, right? It was kind of like uh, white flight happened. Compton yeah. was like an all-white city. Yeah. Just like a lot of the other little cities, up there, like Hawthorne and, you know, uh, Linwood. All those were like white suburbs. And white flight happened as, you know, black people started moving in. And so it was surely, you know, they kind of fell down, we'll say. So my pops was a cop there during the, the 70s to the 80s, like during the crack epidemic. So you can imagine the shit that he would tell me he saw. So crazy stuff. Yeah, that and is. Side note, he, he arrested Eazy-E before Eazy-E was famous. <laughs> really? He saw the Williams sisters. Yeah. Wow. He would see the Williams sisters at the courts, and their dad was like a, a drunk slash dope head. And they actually have a movie coming out about their dad, which will probably get into some of that stuff. But uh, so, you know. He kind of saw all that stuff happen. That is, that's quite amazing. Yeah. So kind of like without getting into all this, kind of like how we're talking about police reform now and, you know, bad cops will say a lot of stuff that my dad saw coming up, you know, through the ranks was, uh, no bueno. We'll say. Yeah. So, no, yeah, I'm sure. I'm yeah. sure. And, 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 you know, for so, the listeners, we do have future podcast episodes, um, in the works for things like that. Um, but, you know, go, going back to your career, so, you know, the, the college thing didn't work out. Did you go back and have the conversation with your dad? Be like, hey, I'm thinking about doing the Navy thing? 
Well, yeah. So, like I said, I spoke to my parents and, uh, you know, some other family members. So everybody had an opinion about what I should do and what I shouldn't do. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I said, you know, okay, law enforcement, let's take a look. Uh, so I looked at that for a little bit, but that didn't quite suit what I was trying to do. So then I told them that I was looking at the military. And, uh, you know, of course, kind of like fans of college teams, you know, each, you know, my uncle was repping, you know, Air Force and Pops was repping Navy. So, you know, they were all in my ear. So I did my little research. and Basically, the Navy kind of had the best package of what I wanted to do. Right. So with my with my AA degree, I wasn't, you know, going to be able to come in as an officer. But, you know, I didn't want to, like, try to get in on a, like, kind of officer, like, deal because that was too long of a commitment for me. Because my thing was I was going to go do, like, one tour, do, like, because I had it, like, when I came in, I had a choice to do three years vice, like, a standard four. Uh So I was just going to do that, kind of, you know, get my shit together and kind of figure it out from there. But at the time, to be an officer was like a fucking, you finish school and you do like X amount of years and just like, nah, fuck all that shit. So, yeah. you know, I said, you know, we'll do the Navy. That looks like the best thing for me. I will a little bit more than some of the others and, you know, kind of fit what I did. And, uh, you know, so off to the Navy I go. So, you know, you uh, take your little ass back. Well, let me back to train up. I don't know about Arizona, but in California, at least when I was in school, uh, the ASVAB in 10th grade. Yep. So it was kind of like a standardized test for us. Was, I mean, nobody really thought it was like, okay, another test or whatever. So if you score a certain you know percentage on it or whatever, you know, the little recruiters would come talk to you and blah, 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 or whatever. So again, I don't know how it works now, but you know, back in the day, the highest you could get was a 99 AFQT. Mm-hmm. So I punched out a 99. And so, you know. Look at you, big brain course, ass you know, nerd. People, yeah, whatever. So, you know, people tried to come talk to you, but in 10th grade, I was like, you know, fuck this shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Do this. Fast forward like so, three, four forward. years. Yeah. Hey, yo, can yeah. I get that back? So, <laughs> <laughs> so apparently I dumbed down because <laughs> I took a. Uh, I had to take it again, and I only scored a 97. Oh, so, and only a 97. Yeah. So, dumbing down is a real deal. And uh, <laughs> not to brag, but I'm not going to lie, I went out the night before and I was partying and shit. So, I guess I still didn't get to get out of my system just yet. But uh, yeah, anyway, I remember. scored I re- high enough where I could. Go ahead. I was saying, I remember when I took my, it was saying 10th grade in school. They offered it up to, uh, they're like, hey, it's like second and third period. I was like, shit, that would get me out of English class? Hell yeah, I'm, I'm going to take that shit. Not even thinking about, like, military was absolute last option, right? All I was thinking was, like, this shit is going to get me out of English class. I fucking hated that teacher. And that's why I took my shit. And I was in there for no good reason. Didn't know what the fuck I was doing. Didn't score very well. That's why I'm a LS. But it was only to get up out of English class. Cause like, yeah, you know, you don't miss anything. I was like, man, fuck that teacher, yo. Let me take that shit. I was in there struggling. Yeah, when it came to like the engineering questions and stuff, you know, where this cog turns this and that and this direction, which, which way is this one turning? I was like, I don't fucking know. Fuck that. Uh, B? <laughs> yeah, it was a struggle bus well, there. It's funny. It's funny you mentioned that because, uh, 
again, I thought a lot of these aptitude tests are like a bunch of bullshit because a lot of them are culturally biased. It's a bunch of stuff, right? But it was accurate, at least for me, because like I suck at like putting shit together and shit. Like, yeah, like it just it just doesn't work for me. So of course, those were like my weaknesses. But you know, the other ones were pretty strong. Yeah. So I did that. You know, took my pops with me uh, back to the uh, recruiter and. Well, we, we kind of looked at some options again and, you know, so I knew I wasn't trying to be like certain things, right? Mm-hmm. And I wanted something that you know, could somewhat like translate to the outside world once I get out because, you know, I, again, doing research, heard some horror stories, just, you know, whatever. So settled on uh, SK yeah. and, uh, you know, that's what it was, so. Signed on the dotted line and off the boot camp I went. And at that time, well, I mean, that's like, uh, yeah, you're past the San Diego days of boot camp. That that closed what, like the mid early nineties, and you're looking at like yeah, early, late nineties now. Even when I was, yeah, even when I came in, it was only a uh, great late. Yeah, so, yeah. So then from there, would have been my jam. Would have been my preference. So then from there, you know, you went off to your first tour. And uh, Philippine C, right? Phil C, CG58. Yeah. Jacksonville, Florida, or Mayport, Florida, I should say. Yeah. yeah. And so what was that like, you know, being that young young seaman, you know, coming in back in the day? Where, because, I, I, you know, it's always an interesting thing. And, you know, we had some old heads when we were there at Signella, you know, some real old heads. Some triple OG, triple OGs. Yeah. yeah. You know, and, and compared to now, now we were the, we are the old heads or you're now retired. But like when you were the seaman working with those old heads, what was that like? Because everyone talks about the, you know, the good old days or the back in my day, whichever way you want to put it. But we always know yeah. like those, that's not always holds true, you know, but sometimes there was some good old things. So how was that working? You know, well, how was your old ass LPO and LCPO and shit? <laughs> well, just to give you an idea. Um, so number one, I get from the airport by this uh, BM2. And then I thought to myself, like, why the fuck is a BM coming to pick me up when I'm a supply guy? So <clears throat> he was like basically TAD to us doing like our paint locker or whatever we had going on. And so he did damn near got in a crash. So I damn near died like the first night I showed up in Jacksonville. So that was uh, my introduction to uh, that's not good. Jacksonville, Florida. So we get to the ship and, uh, you know, it's late at night and he's like, yeah, me here, da 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 uniform at this time or whatever. I'm like, all right, cool. So, you know, I go get a little breakfast in the morning, you know, kind of introduce myself to some people. And at the time, we were an all-male ship. So, uh, you know, nothing but hard legs on there. And, uh, you know, I go down to supply support where everybody's at because we, uh, the setup was like on the, on the main deck was the supply office where our, our uh, master chief was. And the, I, I guess like we, we had like two first classes. So it was like the supply office, LPO, I guess you want to call it. And uh, a couple of the little people were in that office. And then downstairs, supply support where our parts were, or at least you know, our main store main stores and in the supply office, well, supply support office where we do our issues for them. So I'll go downstairs. And I gotta remind you, these are like raggedy metal 
steps, right? So you yeah. can hear people coming down, no matter how lightly you try to step, right? Yeah. So I get downstairs or whatever, and you know, first day I'm trying to, you know, think I'm gonna press somebody, you know, da 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 da, da we can move. You know, so I get down there and everybody from the LPO down to like the most junior second class, and this is gonna show how old I am. Do you remember the desks used to have like the 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 screens in the desk where you had to like look down at them? Yeah. Yeah. They're the, yeah, it was like the little fad for a few years in there. Yeah, so yeah. everybody is head down and they're all on black planet. <laughs> no work is getting done whatsoever. It was, I mean, there's shit just, I mean, everywhere. Like, they, they like, took stores on probably, like, four days ago. Nothing's fucking done. I mean, it's a hot mess. Wow. I'm looking around, I'm like, what in the fuck is this? So I said, you know, hey, it's in Russell. They're like, okay, whatever. And the LPL was from Alabama. And he had a thick country-ass accent. And these, like, Coke bottle glasses, man. It was just a hot, hot mess. And he's like, oh, okay, just uh, just stay in there. We'll, we'll get with you in a minute. So probably 30 minutes go by. I mean, they're they're just talking about, I mean, you know, all kind of shit. Everything but work. Yeah. So I'm just, I mean, I don't know what to do. So, I mean, I'm just, I'm doing what they do. I hang out. So, again, you can hear people coming down the stairs. So you hear somebody stomping down the stairs. And then our Master Chief, Master Chief Teodoro Usan. Filipino. <laughs> what up? <laughs> yep. Yep. Part of the mafia. He comes down and he he's <laughs> you know, he's Master Chief, whatever, whatever. He still has like a thick fucking accent. So, you know, he mispronounces a few words here and there, whatever. He probably weighs like a buck ten soaking fucking wet, but you know, he he's not to be fucked with. So yeah. So I see the Master Chief, I'm like, oh shit, like, uh, okay, Master Chief, I'll give him a little greeting and shit, he's like, oh, you're the new guy, get out of the way, I'm like, oh, yes, <laughs> and he just, just, like, proceeds to rip everybody's ass, like, what the fuck, why is the new guy not doing, what the fuck is all this shit, and he just goes off, I mean, uh, he just, and then, and then the LPO is like, oh, well, I make some excuse so we finally get to work. So that's my first fucking like thirty minutes. Like, you know, the old video first what is it, seventy two hours. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, uh, man, she so, get the fuck out the way. <laughs> that's so yeah, funny. It was, just, it was insane, man. So basically, it was myself and my other homie who's still in. He's a chief over in Bahrain, and uh, this other little kid, uh, Filipino dude. He's a supply of Naples. Uh, uh, you know, like. The three of us were kind of like the new group. And then you had the old. So, in a nutshell, like, that was like, like we got our shit done. We, you know, I mean, we, we accomplished every single goal that we needed to do. Yeah. You know, but <laughs> those dudes are some wild dudes, man. You know, I'm not, you know, I'm a pretty lively person myself. Those dudes were fucking wild. I mean, like, dudes were showing drunk to work. Motherfuckers were like, we had just one one of my homeboys. He showed up as a second class, and he retired as a second class. And it tells you anything. Yeah, like he had like yeah, a drinking that's... problem. He had like like he was like the tool PO, and like Matthew caught him in the parking lot one time. Like fucking water. It was just it was just some crazy shit. Like I had to go pick him up because he was drunk and didn't come to work one time. And you know there was gun charges. I mean, Whoa. just the craziest 
shit you could think of. Like, you know, we would be on deployment and, uh, you know, you know, they tell like the young guys, you know, don't do this, that or whatever. We get these little briefs and shit. But, you know, we had to go rescue our first classes a few times. <laughs> you know, hey, don't do this, but come get me when I'm doing it. <laughs> yeah, it was just, I mean, we were a tight knit group because he's like, it was funny because, you know, when I first made third class and I was on deployment and, uh, <laughs> you know, we all had curfew, like, you know, by rank, right? You had to yeah. get a certain time or whatever, right? By rank. And, you know, we had battle buddies, or not us, I'm sorry, my bad, not battle, but liberty buddies. I was yeah, yeah, yeah. to my army deal for a second. So <laughs> I, I signed out with somebody, like somehow, you know, we got separated somehow, some way. So, of course, I'm sweating bullets, like, shit, I just made third class, and I'm, I'm kind of <laughs> fucked up, and all this stuff. And uh, somehow I end up with this BM1. He's fucked up, like, he's tore up. And uh, I was thinking to myself, like, fuck, maybe if I come back, you know, with at least somebody, it'll be okay or whatever. And they'll let me slide. He's first class or whatever. But I still don't know where my, you know, Liberty Boy is. My my brain is crazy. Like, literally, the first Liberty Port I had as a third class, it's just going to be a hot mess. And I think I just got probably like a week or maybe like less than a week before. You know, because you know, beat it in your head. You're just fraud. You're not getting paid. Can't show you. You know, you go back to and blah blah blah. I was like, oh shit. I was like, this is not going to be good. So anyway, get back to the ship, and of course, wouldn't you know it, the one fucking cheat that I absolutely fucking hate is IT cheat, fucking ginger. I don't remember his name. He looked like Pennywise, little fucking bitch. Oh. <laughs> and, he always, and he had a little problem with supply because we kept shutting his shit down. So mm. he was just always salivating. One. Yeah, he was salivating, just waiting on my ass. And he's like, huh, Pedro Hmm. Looks like he don't know how to tell time. So he gave me the whole fucking speech. BM1 is, is like, leave him with me. I mean, it was, a, it was a fucking shit show. That's too funny. So I tucked in BM1, and this was the next morning. I'm like, fuck, man. Uh, he was like, the, the chief was like, yeah, go, go see your, your master chief. And, then one of them. and so I'm sweating bullets, right? And uh, so the next morning, I knock on the fucking the goat locker, and they like the like this door opens, and it's like a black hole. I mean, it's just completely black in there, right? Motherfuckers in there sleeping. The <laughs> Dude, you just smell the alcohol. Oh just yeah, fucking, just just reeking out of there. Oh shit! And so yeah. it was another thief that came to the door that I was pretty cool with, and uh, he was kind of giggling at me, and, he, and I was like, "Yeah, can mess with the bad chief," and he's like, "Yeah, hold on." I, I get that chief told everybody whatever the fuck he's like get a get an adventurous night huh? I was like oh, you know so Master Chief comes to the door I mean he's shit face fucking rubbing his face and stuff he's like god damn it Russell <laughs> your first fucking day huh I'm like ah oh, Master Chief <laughs> he's like you're good just get the fuck out of here I was like alright thanks Master Chief so it was all good I guess he punked that cheap or whatever. So, I mean, yeah, dude, I mean, just when, when you a two star, you know, like you might have some pool, you know, might have some pool. Dude, Master Chief gave no fucks. Yeah, he would cuss out Suppo. He would cuss out like other chiefs in front of us, and then go do the chief thing in the lot. I mean, it was just it was crazy because, I mean, 
like just these dudes which I mean it was just complete opposite of shit that you know they tell you when you get to the fleet. Like it was just these motherfuckers had liquor downstairs in the storerooms. It, it was just I mean, gam it was just fucking insane, man. Yeah. So, you know, and my homeboy, I'm not gonna put his name out there, who's the chief over in Bahrain. You know, this dude <laughs> he grew up in like in a small town in Rhode Island, right? So he had never seen shit been anywhere or whatever. Mm-hmm. So, you know, he joined the Navy and it's kind of got loose, right? So one time we had like a, a uniform inspection and he had finally made third, but he didn't get his patches sewn on his shit. So we had a white, like, white inspection, whatever. So he tried to do like some quick stitch shit and try to just like get it on. So, like hand sew it himself like, and shit. <laughs> yeah. So, so like it didn't work. So what he did, like, before Master Chief and the LPO got downstairs, this is a little bit of time later, uh, <laughs> and he was kind of like the office bitch, like the upstairs office bitch. Like, he had the credit card and mm-hmm. sat right next to Master Chief and was like his little do-boy. So, <laughs> you know, when you're upstairs in the, in the, in the, in the spotlight, you got to look pretty all the time, you mm-hmm. know? So he always has little shit with little fucking military creases. I mean, you know, <laughs> that was his thing. That's that's what he did, and uh, it was funny because like he didn't have his uniform ready. We were all like, "Yo, like the fuck are you doing, bro? Like you had like weeks to do this." Yes. And he was like, "Oh, shut it, man!" And then he had like this weird way of speaking. So none of us were gonna fucking put him out there. We were just gonna let let it be what it is. Yeah, see if he can slide by. (laughs) So, so what he did was like he he got information. But he stood like super close, like next to the guy that he was with. So I mean, so from the like if you just kind of did like a you know like a walk by inspect, I mean do the little deal, you know, the LCPO or officer or whatever, and then the you know the first class, you know what I'm saying? Like yeah, 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 team. yeah. If you just did that and didn't pay attention too much, he could have got away with it. So I mean, he's like nut the butt with this dude, just like you know from the side. So the dude's going down. We're all kind of like giggling and shit because we know his shit's fucked up. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> you know, our master chief and then our LPO at the time was Filipino. And so my little homeboy, who I told you he's a, like a supply officer and shit, <laughs> little Johnny. Uh, so they get down probably like two people. And then little, I mean, Grant's like fucking just like red. Or whatever. So he passes. They give him a good deal. I mean, his uniform was okay, other than his patches. So they get down, get down, and they get to little Johnny. And then, you know, Master Chief says a little blurb, you know, a little something to him, like whatever. How you doing? You know that bullshit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then little, and then little Johnny in Tagalog goes. Do we like snitch? Oh yeah, he dropped a dime. <laughs> and so, he's snitching you know, like, Tagalog, so no one else would understand what he's saying. Yeah. What a whole ass thing to do. <laughs> oh, that is straight bitch made right there. That for yeah. real is fucking yeah. whole shit. Yeah. Yo, so next thing you know, like they just stop. I can just imagine Matthew like looking back down the line. Even though, you know, we couldn't speak Tagalog, we knew what had happened because little Johnny, like we could tell, like he was not happy about that shit. So and then he kind of turned her hand and looked, looked at my boy. 
That's fucked up. And then you can just, you can just see in reverse course. Just go back. It's <laughs> <laughs> just like, yeah, I, I just imagine like looking back down the line and like just, you know, walk right back over to and, and be like, hey, let me see that patch. No, they told, they told him, they told him like uh, two steps forward. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. What a fucking hoe ass shit thing to do, Yo. man. He should try to glue it or something, man. He's like, yo, put a staple shit, in it. Yo, that little shit just fell off. And, then, and we were all like, we lost it. We had to like, no caring at all. We just started dying laughing. Yeah. Oh, man. And then, and then my boy was like, God damn it. If you're going to rap me out, fucking speak English. And it just storms off shit. <laughs> Uh, that's fucked up. Did, did y'all ever talk to dude or like why he did it? Was it just like a, a jealousy, I mean, like a whole thing? Like since since dude was you know the good the good boy upstairs, like teacher's pet kind of stuff. No, no. See, little Johnny. Like I mean, you know, it's just being being the supply dude is not hard. But again, I mean, I was you know involved in other things myself at the time too. But little Johnny was really at it. Like you could tell, little Johnny was trying to, you know, really push the envelope, right? Because mm-hmm. you know he, he came from very humble beginnings in the PI. So yeah, for sure. You know, you send him, send him money home, and like so he was really trying to like push. So I mean, I can't knock his hustle, Johnny. Good dude. Just I mean, he was was he was just very about that, right? Yeah. And uh, <laughs> so, <laughs> so Grant just stormed off and shit. Then. They didn't even finish the rest of us. They just dismissed us, and it was a fucking shit show after that. And then from that point, they kept arguing. He was like, if you're going to rap me out, man, I don't care. You speak fucking English when you do it. God damn. That's <laughs> fucked like, up, man. There's so many things fucked was, up about that. Bro, like, it, it was about just, everything. It was, just, it was just hilarious, bro. Like, we just, and there were just so many times, like, it just, I mean, just shenanigans, dude. Like, I mean, everything just, you know, not just in supply, just the whole boat, period. Oh, just, yeah. I mean, every single thing you could think of happened on that boat, man. Like fucking, you know, we would we would get into uh, like our supply support was like the designated fighting place, right? Oh, so God. of course we're not supposed to fight and whatever, but you know, people talk shit. I'm like, hey, let's go down to supply support, lock the doors, <laughs> have a lookout, get it in. <laughs> and, you know, the at the time the Vidmars had like really sharp points on them so they didn't have the little plastic caps you'd get fucked up yeah on, on the little pull out the little handles to pull the shit out yeah yep 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 yeah so not all of our drawers had those so people would go down there and come back up this shit be ripped up and you know we're underway and people end up with black eyes and shit and i mean you know it was what it was and you know part of the way to do our afghan stores like we can go up and around or whatever it was a pain in the ass so the quick way would be to cut through uh, uh, the the Bosta's mates uh, orders or whatever, right? Yeah, birthing yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> so sometimes you know, feel a little froggy, don't want to go outside. You know, it's hot outside. They got AC. I'm gonna go through there, make it easy on myself. Sometimes you gotta fight your way in, fight your way out. <laughs> so you know, a lot of uh confrontations on the boat yo this shit is wild and those are like the the back in the day stories where it's just like what the fuck was going on and and people will say that stuff still happens today but i you know it might 
you know, depending on what, what crew you on and stuff, but not nearly yeah. like it did back then. You know what I mean? It it is a kinder and gentler navy. You know, the the mass chief or any chief on your first day isn't telling you, all right, get the fuck out of my way. You know what I mean? Like it's okay, you wanna come in, let's do your C D B, let's talk, you know, where are you from? And I'm not saying that's bad. Yeah. I'm just saying, you know, it, it it's an off stop, you know, evolution. Let's get the new guy on board and make sure they're good to go. Where back in the day it was like, Oh, you're a new guy, get the fuck to work. The fuck are you doing standing around? LPO, why is this guy fucking standing around? Put something in his hands. You know what I mean? Start, start sweeping. Let's get there. I'll yeah, start. like do something. I mean, Grab a something. Just but you stand there looking stupid. Do something. Been, uh, it, and it was funny because, like I said, you know, we would have like little little confrontations down there, <clears throat> and uh, you know, you earned your bones down there. Like you know, people would fuck with you all the time. We didn't do blood wings or whatever, you know, even then. But like you know, people would touch you up. You may rank or you know, yeah, get your e swap and shit or uh, you know they were like you know anything that happens down here stays down here if you fucking snitch or tell and not gonna be good for your career like like people would tell you that like yeah. it was like it was just crazy man you know I was so, I was talking to yeah. my crew about that um, cause you know we're doing some training and we're covering like hazing stuff right which like again yeah. in your time hazing was real that shit was real real you know uh, yeah. me even me when I came in you know, really not too long after you, five, what, when did you come in? 98, 99? 99. 99, so I came in four or five years after you, or five, five, yeah, five years after you, the hazing stuff was already being like, yo, no, don't be doing this shit, you know what I mean? There's a big turn on that, like, immediately. And, you know, imagine what it is now today, 16 years later, 16 years later for me, you know, you get people talking about, oh, yeah, you know, you know, I have, I'm gonna tack on your crow. Shut the fuck up, man. You don't know anything, bro. You don't know anything about what that hazing was and, and what took place. You think like it's some kind of rite of passage. But I, I remember, you know, um, your boy Felia, right? There yeah. in I remember him sharing a story about it, about when he, I think he made third or something, and they took him up and down the flight line and they just like, just beat the shit out of his arm. Right? Yeah. And, and like where he couldn't like use his arm. I remember he said like from shoulder to elbow, his shit was bruised. And I shared that story with, with my crew and they're like, did you see the, like, what the fuck? I was like, yeah, so shut the, I don't want to hear none of y'all talking about tacking on crows because y'all have no idea what motherfuckers actually went through, which was wrong. You know, it, it, it wasn't cool. It it was it was what it was, but it wasn't cool. But I was like, you know, y'all out here, you know, uh, I'm gonna punch you. Uh. I was like, shut the fuck up, man. Y'all have no idea. Okay, he's like, don't don't try to hype it up as you're being cool because motherfuckers went through some real shit back in the day. You know that y'all think is just cool. So shut, you know, don't 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 don't. It's not what you think it is. And uh, yeah, man, back in your day, man, y'all motherfuckers really wilding the fuck out. It, I mean, when I fall out, bro, I mean, like, I mean, just, it, like, the RP and the fucking, was doing, like, cocaine in the fucking uh, chaplain's office and shit. On the, it was just insane, like, dude. So this dude went from, like, RP1 to, like, a shipboard worker within a year. It was just, Damn. It was just insane. It just, I mean, just fucking everything you can think of, dude. Dude's getting caught bringing chicks on board. I mean, just, just all kind of shit. One dude 
this uh he was a sh fucking semen he was a weirdo from the beginning i knew he wasn't gonna last long but you know end up getting some shit and end up getting put on restriction at the time you know there weren't barracks at least in mayport so you literally had to live on the ship yep right? yep so this motherfucker shimmied down the mooring lines one Ooh. night and then got like you know went ua and never heard from him again and shit so <laughs> yeah I, yeah I have one of those stories too. Kids shimming down more. Like, that's the wildest right there. Doing ninja shit. I mean, bro, like just. And then, you know, sometimes you had to defend the boat's honor. So we like get into it with other ships and shit. And like we have like a designated meeting place out in town. We just fucking rumble like some goddamn 1950s gang members and shit. Like, now, apparently. Just, I mean, it was crazy. Yeah. Apparently, some of that shit's still going down if you check, you know, the interwebs of ships having fights at Christmas parties in Guam and stuff. I don't know what the fuck is going on with those crews and those people, but holy shit. But, um, yeah, you know, so there is still some wild shit happening out there. Oh, there she go. There's still wild shit happening out there, but it is not like it used to be. And, you know, I, and I'm glad you're sharing these stories because, you know, part of the podcast, you know, the goal is to share, like, the real life of the military. Right? Oftentimes, we, we uh, we get the glory stories of what's happening, right? The the shit yeah. that's newsworthy and that you write home about it and makes everyone's hearts feel of proudness and oh, that's my baby out there doing good. And it's like, all right, look, there's a lot of good happening for sure and needs to be highlighted. <laughs> but can we highlight the real shit that's happening out here too? You know, and, and yeah. they, oh, man, and, and you know, this is just touching like surface level. You know, uh, just, this is just like, like daily happenings, we could, right? We could be here. We could be literally have an all day podcast, twenty four hours, and I can just tell you story. I mean, we could yeah, you're all fucking in. yeah. So yeah. literally, every everything you see that would come across, like the what is it? Uh, we used to call it come across the wire. Like mm-hmm. every sailor story, fucking the deck know, log, it, it just the deck log entries of, yeah, of like, who fucked up yeah. for the weekend. Yep. Bro, I mean, the stereotypical sailor marrying a stripper. Oh yeah, for deployment and it goes. I mean, every single fucking thing you could ever think of happened on the ship, man. But, yeah, you know. It, and I'm not trying to make it seem like it was just bad at all. I mean, it was, it was a great time. You know, obviously, I learned a lot. That was my foundation. I mean, they really did like teach me a lot of shit and like show me, you know, a lot of things and you know, just around people they become your family right yeah so for better or for worse you know those are your people i mean just like with your regular family you have fights and you know arguments like you know we should do it this way we should not and da, 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 da. i mean it's just you know it's just so basically coming off that ship i was just ready for anything like there was nothing that anybody could show me that i was not ready for and that's <laughs> a big difference i think right um uh, of uh, how to put it coming coming off of a ship for your three to five years is going to show you so much you're going to be ready for anything it shows you so much of life and and it really tempers you to be be able to handle so much right that from there like you've already walked through the fire like what else they got what else you know give me some more you know what i mean and i think that's a lot of things people don't understand nowadays or uh, even the sailor today, you know, we, we make that ship life. We try to make it as comfortable as possible. 
and, and they they ain't coming out the same. Not all of them. Some of them still, yeah, but not all of them coming off that off that ship tour. You know that hardened sailor, that salt. You know, ready to like shit, man. I, I do anything around like it don't matter. I, I've been tried. And, you know, and it's funny because like the triple OGs. I mean, you know, we had this SH one. You know, he was getting ready to fucking retire. So he, you know, he, so if I came in like you know ninety nine, so this is like early two thousand. So he's talking like the eighties. So he used to tell me shit about what he used to get. I mean, just insane shit. So <clears throat> you know, uh, that tour. You know, cause like I said, we were in Jacksonville, Florida. So our deployments were like European deployments. Mm-hmm. And then sometimes we went down to the Caribbean to do whatever, whatever. But so that's kind of how I got exposed to Europe. Right. So, you know, going through different places, we actually pulled into Signella and, you know, uh, fucking Rhoda and Suda Bay and all this shit. Mm-hmm. So I'm sitting there, I'm sitting there like, Oh, it's pretty chill. So, you know, talk to dudes that are on shore duty and like, Oh, it's cake, dude. You should, come over here and at the time you know they were giving out aip which is uh was it incentive pay or yep. aip yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Yep. Incentive so you know really it just made more sense to go over there anyway you know, yeah instead of getting stationed in jacksonville doing whatever yeah for sure so uh you know it just uh it was crazy because as as much of an outlaw or renegade operation, I guess I'm making it seem like it was. I mean, like I said, we still were about our business. Yeah. You know, nothing was ever out of scope. So we, uh, you know, Master Chief Usan, he held it down. So he rolled out. And we got this senior chief, senior chief Mitchum. Now, (laughs) senior chief Mitchum, if you can imagine, uh, how can I compare him? Like Billy D. Williams from the seventies, just that smooth, like fucking, like just like an old player kind of dude. Steve <laughs> okay. Mitchum knew his shit, like knew his shit, but he had like a little slick back, little hairs. Like he thought he was like a pimp. Like he was just, like he was a player. Like he he was, yeah. Steve Mitchum was a G, a fucking G. So again, you know, have a strong leadership up top, you know. You know, getting used to that and having that top cover, you know, luckily, you know, during my whole time on the ship, that's what we had, right? So, yeah, he didn't, like, let people fuck with us. Because it's real easy to kind of single out fucking supply, you know. Oh, yeah. Have, like, weak, weak leadership, you know, Sapo or, you know, khakis or what have you. Mm-hmm. So, again, you know, being able to look at both of them, see how strong they were, and, you know, they didn't take shit. But they knew their shit. That was the caveat, right? You have to know your shit to not take shit. Mm-hmm. So, you know, had that good leadership up top. And, you know, my first classes were, were, were good. I mean, you know, they were cool. Some of them had different motivation levels. But, you know, they were still good dudes. I still fuck with a lot of those people from my first ship still. Yes, so. And that was, you know, those, uh, those bonds you have, like you said, going through the fire. I mean, they're... They really are like lifelong and just, you know, we sit back and shoot the shit and reminisce about the old days and shit we used to do. And, you know, they were all like, look, man, one day, you know, you're going to be us, the old guys. And, you know, you'll be some little snot nosed little dude come up to you talking <laughs> about some shit. I mean, that's, know, that's me with my hand raised, the snot nosed little yeah. dude. <laughs> I mean, logically, you know that, but. Yeah. 
it's you know, crazy how it hits though, right? Yeah. So, you know, got all that good stuff and come time to pick orders and, and actually I kinda fucked up because I didn't get my pen and they were on my ass about that. But uh you know, I mean, everything besides getting my pen, I did, uh, you know, May 2nd, which you're supposed to do off your first command, you know, and did this, that, or whatever, good evals, and blah, 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 I just didn't get my pen. And that kind of fucked me. I probably could have pushed it and been a first class, but... You, again, you didn't have your pen leaving the ship? Nope. Renegade. You was in Signola with no pen? <laughs> yeah. God damn you, dirtbag, bro. I know, right? That's the that dirtiest. The one, thing, <laughs> the one thing they kept, they kept getting my ass about at SIG, and that's why I was just like, I mean, no matter what I did, I knew there was nothing I could do to get any kind of EP or whatever. So yeah. There was no point to me sucking, sucking dick. It just, it just wasn't going to happen. Yeah. So that's when I came there, and they were like, looking at my shit, they were like, oh, good work, good work, okay. Oh, but the officer does, uh, oh, that was a, that's one chief. Uh, what was his name? Did you get your uh, Rodil? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yep. Yeah. And he was like, he was real, he was super quiet and shit. He's like, ah, uh, that's Officer Russell. Uh, you, you, you didn't get your pen, your water pen. I was like, uh, you know, uh, ran know. into some things. <laughs> that's funny. So, you know, so ended up hooked up with Philia. And I told him, I said, look, man, you know what time it is. This is what the deal is. So we had an understanding. He was like, all right, you got it. So, yeah. I met my, my other half there, good old Stephen Feely. Let's, uh, let's break right here because yeah. there, there's a lot more, right? And I, I don't want to rush through everything because Signella was a yeah, good time. And, yeah. And that's, you know, where I met you at. But, yeah. You know, I mean, again, we could. We could just spend hours talking about my first commission. Yeah. I mean, just we just we just barely touched the tip of the iceberg of the shit that that went down there. So yeah, so we, we're gonna break here. We're gonna come back again next week, and you know, I ain't gonna, I'm gonna milk this a little bit. But right now, I have to tend to the family, and you know, there, there's some other things I want to touch on too throughout this, and uh, I, I just want to make sure we do it just and give it give it the time to breathe and everything. So you know, let's wrap this right now. And then, uh, you know, yeah, think, yeah. Let, let's, we, we're going to get old Siganella and then we're going to talk about that. Hopefully maybe get another, uh, I just, I just had an idea popped in my mind. Maybe we'll get old young T.I. on, on, on here <laughs> and, you know, we do oh, a little, really? let's talk about that. You know, we might have to brief him up though. That guy. Yeah. That guy. <laughs> hey, T.I., if you're listening, man, oh, let's coordinate. A little, a little brief preview. That's where I earned the nickname, the Juggernaut. <laughs> And with that, <laughs> and with that, we out, y'all. Hey, thanks for listening again, and uh, you know, stay tuned for more episodes coming. Uh, we have more for James, and uh, you know, we, we're gonna get, we have a good time with this, and uh, you know, thanks for listening. Peace. For more information on how you can support the podcast, please visit us at anchor.fm backslash Bravo Zulu Podcast. The information, views, and opinions expressed in this podcast are solely of Joshua Moore and the individuals involved and do not necessarily represent the DOD, DON, or those of the respected institutions or organizations. Thanks for joining us.